Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 14th is Jeremiah chapters 26 through 29. 26 begins at the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. This word comes from Yahweh, stating, Jeremiah, go stand in the courtyard of the temple and speak every word I command you. So then when all the people are coming to worship, they will hear it. God says, don't hold back a word. Perhaps they will listen and turn or repent, each from his evil way of life, so that I might relent concerning the disaster that I plan to do to them because of their evil deeds. My friends, evil deeds, wickedness, selfishness, laziness, everything we do that does not fall in line with what God wants us to do is considered evil by him. And when we do things that are specifically harmful to other people, when we put our own needs in front of others and we exploit other people and harm other people, it's especially evil. It's especially wicked. And that evil behavior, that wickedness was running rampant back then in Judah, much like it is today. And so God is speaking, saying they need to hear the message. And Jeremiah had the unfortunate task of going before them and prophesying judgment is coming. And so in verse 7, we read that The people heard Jeremiah speaking these things. And when he finished his address, the priests, the prophets, and the people took hold of him. And they were yelling, you need to die. How dare you prophesy these things? They took him before the priests and the prophets and to the officials. And they said, this man deserves the death sentence because he's prophesied against this city. In other words, they had this mindset that God would never destroy their house, their temple, the city, the nation of Judah. Like people today who are in sin and refusing to admit it, refusing to acknowledge it, even in their churches. And if somebody were to come and tell them that they were doing it wrong, that their actions do not glorify the God of glory, the God of the universe, Yahweh is his name, they would say, how dare you prophesy? God would never destroy this church. Look at all the good things we do. But my friends, you know what Jesus said in Matthew 7. On that day, on that judgment day, I will say to many of these people, I never knew you. And the people would say to Jesus on judgment day, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we raise the dead? We, we did all of these wonderful things and gave you the credit. We did it by your power. 
Jesus would say, I never knew you. Because they were doing it for the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. And so a debate arises between Jeremiah and those who would defend him. Some of the elders were bold enough and they stood up and said, Remember Micah? How he prophesied during the days of King Hezekiah? And he said that Zion would be plowed like a field and Jerusalem would become ruins and the temple's mountain would become thick with weeds. Did they put him to death? Didn't Hezekiah repent? And so there was this remnant within the leadership of the temple and within the Judean council that wanted to say, hold on, maybe maybe he's speaking the truth. Let's wait and see. And then in chapter 27, it says at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah. So it's been 11 years that's passed since the beginning of chapter 26. And now we know from reading in Kings and in Chronicles that Zedekiah was a wicked king. And so now Jeremiah says, make chains and yoke bars for yourself and put them on your neck. Send word to the kings of all of these different lands and command them to go to their masters and tell them that Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, the one who made the earth and made people and animals is giving all of these lands and putting them under the authority of his servant, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And a lot of people must be distraught and confused because Nebuchadnezzar was not a believer. It's kind of like Cyrus that's, that we'll be reading about in the coming weeks. Some people would say that about one of our most recent past presidents in the United States. He's not a nice person. He's not even a believer. He's a despicable person, some would say. It's confusing, but God can do what he wants. There's a warning to Zedekiah. And the people are going back and forth. There's, there's this camp of prophets saying God would never destroy this holy city, this temple. We are his chosen people, don't you know? And then Hananiah, the false prophet, arises. And he goes to battle against Jeremiah. And they have a little bit of a showdown. And when Hananiah challenges Jeremiah in chapter 28, Jeremiah just turns and walks away. It's like he doesn't have a response. Maybe it's Jeremiah is being humble. Maybe Jeremiah is hoping that Hananiah is actually correct, that God is going to bless Judah. And God would have had they repented. But after Jeremiah walks away, God comes to him and says, Go back. 
and tell Hanani it's going to be even worse for him than what you said originally. And so he does. And then in chapter 29, Jeremiah sends a letter to Jerusalem, to the remaining exiled elders, the priests, the prophets, all the people Nebuchadnezzar had deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now remember, it was the good people, the ones who were willing to obey God when God was saying, go with Nebuchadnezzar. If you stay here in Judah, if you try to hide, if you try to defend the city, you will die and it will be a slow, painful death. I'm telling you to go to Nebuchadnezzar. Go into the land of confusion. And so Jeremiah sends this letter and he's sending it to the exiles and he's saying, in this land that's not your land, go ahead, build houses, live there, plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourselves and have your sons and daughters. Let your children marry. Pursue well-being of this city I'm deporting you to. Pray for this city. And when the city thrives, you will as well. For this is what Yahweh of hosts or armies, the God of Israel says, Don't let your prophets who are among you and your diviners deceive you. They are prophesying falsely, God says. My friends, when we are confronted with these different prophetic words that seem opposed, the only way we will learn and know which is correct is by spending time in the presence of the one from whom all prophecy that's true comes. It's only by studying God's word and by reading and by spending quiet time with him away from distractions that we are ever going to hear and know for certain what God is saying. And in this letter, in verse 11, comes this famous, often quoted, I think very often misunderstood verse. For I know the plans I have for you, says Yahweh, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says Yahweh. I will restore your fortunes. My friends, in the midst of a time of exile, when the people are leaving their city where the glory of God has left, the glory of God has departed, they are losing everything. They're being told to go off into a foreign land and to serve a foreign king who does not even know God. And it's in the midst of this, God is saying, I will remember you. I am not sending you into this dark place to forget about you. Let's not take the words of God out of context. Let's, let's understand when we, when we quote scripture, let's understand the, the, the pain, the discomfort that the people 
that were being spoken to these words, what they were going through. And when it says, I will restore your fortunes, could also be translated, I will end your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you. I will restore you to the place from which I deported you. Friends, they'd already been told it would be 70 years. Many of the people who received this word, it was for their children. It was for their grandchildren, not for them personally. So it's important to know and to compare scripture with scripture so that we can divide it rightly and understand it well. May God bless you as you seek him. Thank you for being on this journey with me and we will see you tomorrow.